0: Church inside the house, sound a little better. Say, this is God's Word, word. not Pastor Evans' Word. word. I am who it says I am. I I I can do what it says I can do. I can can be who it says I can be, be and And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I I will hear the Word of God. I boldly declare... That my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, my ears are open, and I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. It's always a lamp unto our feet. It's always a light unto our path. It's quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Heaven and earth will pass away. But your word would never pass away and so father i step back now so the spirit of god can use me to articulate the word of god to your people and i thank you that as this word is shared our hearts will be open our minds will be renewed and father our mouth will open up to receive the manna from heaven which you want to feed to us today and i thank you in advance that There's no weapon formed against this message that will prosper. That, Father, there will be no demonic interference. And, Father, that which needs to be understood will be understood with clarity. Conviction will come. And as a matter of conviction coming, Father, change will ultimately take place in our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Let everybody say amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. We're in a series entitled Choosing to Love, and this Choosing to Love series is part of an overall series that I've called The Power of Choices, and so in this Power of Choice series, we started a mini-series called Choosing to Love, and our last message, and I'm going to do a small summary and review because we've skipped the Sunday before my last message, and so the last message title was Choosing to Love Others, and although the, the title was about us loving others. It had a twist to the lesson, which really uh, was really about us understanding that we can't love others until we first love ourselves. And so I used a seesaw. How many remember the seesaw? You remember the seesaw? All right. I used the seesaw as an example. To help us illustrate the the powerful new truth that Jesus gave us. And that truth or that new commandment was, he says, you must love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. And then he says, you must love your neighbor as yourself. And these two things must happen simultaneously in order for the love of God, for us to not only love God, but us to love others and ourselves to be expressed. And so we have four points. Everybody say four points. Come on, right there in the comment section, just put four points, four points on last week. Our first point was, our love for others is proof that we have love for God. Our love for others is proof that we have love for God. And we use 1 John chapter 4, verse 20. They're going to put it on the screen. It says, if a man say, I love God and hate or love less his brother, he is a liar. Now, just look at the person next to you in the house and just say, don't be lying in here. He says, you are a liar if you say you love God and don't love your brother. He says, for he that loves his brother whom he has not seen. How can he say he loved God who he has not seen or he sees his brother and then doesn't see God? Verse 21. And this commandment, notice this is a commandment. Have we from him that he who loves God loves his brother Also, that was our first point, our second point, they're going to put it on the screen was we don't have a loving others problem. We have a loving me problem. We went through the lesson to show us that if God told us we must love our neighbor as ourselves, then the only way to love our neighbor correctly is that we must love ourselves correctly. And so I walked through the lesson to let us see that most of the time we don't have a loving others problem. We have a loving me problem. Say amen to that church. And so the third point that we looked at is that you and I must learn to love me like God loves me. In other words, we must learn to love ourselves like God loves ourselves. And the focus of this point was us understanding that God has poured his love into our hearts that enables us to love God, to love ourselves and to love others by way of his spirit. Therefore, because of this now, we have love of we have God's love that has been poured in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Romans five, five is the scripture that we use. It says in hope, make it not a shame. But the love of God has been shed. That word "shed" means poured out. The love of God has been poured in our hearts by way of the Holy Spirit. And then the fourth and final point that we had in our last lesson was my forgiveness level impacts my love flow level. Everybody say, my forgiveness level, come on, say it like you mean it, my forgiveness level impacts my love flow level, amen. Now, before we jump into the new lesson today, uh, I want to summarize it by uh, just allowing one of our members to share how the lesson impacted them, and here, here's why I'm doing that. Uh, how many know I do surf online, I do follow a lot of you all, so keep it clean, praise the Lord. But I follow a lot of our members, and I noticed that this particular member had listened to the message 15 times. Man, it's rare that I find somebody who listens to the message more than I do. So I thought to myself, wow, what a better way to summarize the lesson than by inviting her to share her experience. So if you all would, would you please welcome with a warm of applause Mrs. Bridget McCray. Give her a hand clap as she comes. She's coming, and uh, of course, I'm just going to give you some background. She is a fitness and health specialist. She's a mother of two, and uh, she's the wife of Joel McRae, who is our music director uh, here at the church, so thank you for joining me today, Bridget. Thank you,
1: Pastor
0: Evan. Uh, I think and it's is it thank his own. You, Pastor.
1: Just there we go. Long. And thank you, Pastor Sara.
0: <laughs> Amen. So I have three questions that I'm going to ask her, and, and I want you to keep in mind that She listened to the message 15 times. And so the first question is, what was it about the lesson that impacted you that caused you to listen to it so many times?
1: Honestly, one of the things that you often say is that faith comes not by having heard, but by hearing. She's listening. I'm listening. (laughs) And I'm taking notes too. (laughs) But for me... I had to keep hearing it okay. because when you go through life and you have dug this trench of negativity, believing negativity, negative talk to yourself, one of the things wow. you mentioned, you have to learn to undo that. Wow. And how can we do that except by God's word?
0: Wow. Did y'all get that? Amen. Come on, give her a hand clap for that. That was, that's worth preaching right there. it. it Faith comes by having, not having heard, but by hearing. So she's had to replace that. So that helps me with question number two, which was, what was the biggest point, idea, or thought that you got out of the lesson as you listened to it? There were
1: two things. When you mentioned uh, take 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 and apply it to yourself, I was done. My (laughs) kids probably thought I had lost my mind, but I was, I was done. I'd never done that. I'd never thought about doing that. I always looked outward how we do that with other people, how we're supposed to do that with other people. But as the second greatest commandment, you mentioned that we're to love our neighbors as ourselves. Well, if I haven't learned how to love myself, how can I be effective in doing that to my neighbor?
0: Wow. That's that's deep.
1: And it confirmed something that a really good friend has shared with me for a long time. Why are you so hard on yourself? Why don't you be nice to yourself? You do it for other people. Why are you not doing it for yourself?
0: Wow. And, you know, as I was talking with her yesterday, just to go over this, you know, I asked myself the question, what does doing other things for people and not doing it for you does to your heart? Oh, it may make you feel good towards people, but I think internally we may get mad at ourselves because we're doing things for others that we're not even doing for us. Amen. Here's number three. How has the message helped to change your thinking? Because, you know, the Bible says that for us not to be conformed to the world, but be transformed with how we think. In other words, if we don't change our thinking, we're going to be the same people we were without Christ Jesus. Amen. So, how did it change your thought process from listening to the message? Uh,
1: one thing that you that you said that stuck out toward the end was that God does not require perfection from us, amen. And we should not require perfection from ourselves. Wow. So, just learning to extend grace to myself. I shared this with you yesterday. Y'all, I slept in till almost eleven o'clock yesterday. I never do that. And my first thought was, why in the world did you do that? And you could have been doing this, this, and this. Whoop. Nope. I'm going to love myself. Apparently, I needed the rest. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) 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 So, but learning to actually put action. To those words, where it's not just words, but it becomes something with my hand, my hands, and my feet that I'm actually doing yes. to show that not only do I love myself, but that I love others.
0: Wow! Come on, y'all, give Bridget a big hand clap. Thank you so much for being a part of the lesson. You know, it takes it takes uh, guts to talk in front of people, and I, and I know that. But uh, I just believe that what she learned. Can help because here's the thing sometimes change comes through other people motivating us. Amen. That's why we have workout instructors because they motivate us to do something different. That's why we have coaches in life to motivate us in doing something different. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to find Romans chapter 12, verse 9. That is going to be our first scripture of the morning. And then we're going to eventually get to 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5 all right that was romans chapter 12 verse 9 and then first timothy chapter 1 verses 5 now our lesson title this morning if you're taking notes is loving without hypocrisy and i have a subtitle the subtitle is loving without being fake so just look at your neighbor and say i know he's talking to you already Loving without being fake. So if you're taking notes, here's the first point. They're going to put it on the screen. And those of you who are watching us at home, please, in Jesus' name, stay focused. Stay focused, okay? I know you got roast, you know, on the on the stove or you're cooking. Just put it on low. All right? Here's the first point if you're taking notes. Our love should be straight and not fake. Our love should be straight and not fake. Say this with me. Say... Our love should be straight and not fake. Amen. Romans chapter 12, verse 9. I'm reading out of the King James Version. It says, and this verse has been circling my heart for like two weeks. And I have never taught on this verse before. But this is why it's so important to get the word inside of you because when God needs it, he can bring it up. And so this word or this verse begin to just circle my heart. It says, let love be without dissimulation." Wow. It says, abhor that which is evil or avoid that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Now, I want you to focus where it says, don't let the love that you show be without dissimulation." So I was like, "Dissimulation." we don't necessarily use that word these days. So I looked it up. And of course, that word means hypocrisy. It means undisguised. It means the acting of a stage player. Most of the time when people are in plays, they're acting as a person, but the person they're acting as is not really who they are, okay? So it means to act, uh, to act as a stage player, but it ultimately means to love with sincerity. So what I'm going to do to give you a better perspective of what it means to love without hypocrisy Let's now look at the New Living Translation. It says this, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Everybody say that was good right there. All right, so here's now the foundational verse is where I got my subtitle from. This is the Message Translation of Romans 12, 9. It says, love from the center of who you are. And I'm going to talk about how to do that today love from the center of who you are read it with me don't what come on everybody don't what don't fake it come on somebody just put that in the in the comment section don't fake it he says love from the center of who you are don't fake it run for dear life from evil hold on for dear life to what is good so now listen i'm about to say something that might rock your world Now, I know that's old school, rock your world. Y'all probably don't know what that means, but just pretend that you know what it means. So here's what I'm about to say. Most believers are loving themselves and loving other people with fake love that's not God's love. Oh, I'm going to say that again because I, I wanted it to settle, settle in. Most people are loving themselves And they're loving other people because you can't love other people no better than you love you. So most people are loving themselves and they are loving others with fake love. Now, listen, you may say, well, fake love, Pastor, that's real strong. Well, the love that we may be showing is a form of love. But it's not agape or agapeo, which is kind of the same word in the Greek. It's not the love of God. In other words, I'm not saying you may not be loving you or loving other people. What I'm saying is the way you are loving them is not from God's love. It's a form of love. Now watch this. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. We use this as our foundational verse for choosing to love series. It says in the King James, and you shall love. That word love is the word agapeo. OK, he says, you shall love or agapeo, the Lord, thy God with how much of your heart, all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind and with all of your strength. So let me just say this. Nobody else in the world should get that kind of love from you. Nobody, nobody should get all. Notice he said, all. Oh. I didn't say they couldn't get some of your love. From some of your heart, some of your soul, some of your spirit. I didn't say they couldn't get some. Nobody deserves it all but God. Amen, Pastor Evan. And you shall love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, with all of thy soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. This is the first commandment. That's the first part of the seesaw. Watch verse 31. And the second one is like unto this. Namely this. Thou shalt love. That's the word agapeo. You shall love thy neighbor as thyself. And there is no other commandment greater than these. Now, so the word agape is the word or agapeo is the word I wanted you to see because it's the word that God is saying we should love him with. And it's the same word that God is saying we should love other people with and ourselves. So watch this. This same word agapeo is in the famous verse, John 3:16. For God so what? Loved the world that he what? Gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So that word love that he loved the world with is that word agapeo. Here's one more verse. Matthew chapter 5 verse 44. He says, but Jesus said, but I say unto you, love your enemies. That's the same word agapeo. In other words, God is saying, when you see your enemies, I need you to love them like you love you. Wow. That's crazy, ain't it? Love my neighbor? Now, when I get to the end, I'm going to show you the benefit of why you and I should love. But he says he wants us us to love our neighbors. Bless them that curse you. Come on, bless them. Not curse them. Bless them. When they throw the finger up at you when you're robbing. That's my ring finger. That's my ring finger. Stay clean in the house. When they're reading, when they throw the other finger up, right? You don't throw it back. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you. So, as you can see, God's love is with agape love. Now listen now. Because he's asked us now to love him other people, and ourselves with this same agape kind of love. So if we're not loving others with God's love, here's the question, what kind of love are we loving them with? Fake love. And here's why I'm calling it fake. Here's Because it's a form of love. But here's why I'm calling it fake. Because if we're not loving with God's type of love, then any other type of love is fake love. Give me an amen, somebody. So I want to illustrate this point today uh, by way of two things. If you notice, my uniform today is one of Air Jordan. Now, I am an Air Jordan Abbott fan, not from his career, but from his clothing line. And so I brought something today that helps illustrate the difference between real and fake. Because most of us, we are loving others with fake love. Everybody say fake love. fake love. So, so I bought something online. My wife talks about me at times because I should know better. But, uh, sometimes I still get hooked. How many have gotten hooked before? So I bought these right here. Okay. Nice. Isn't he sweet? They look sweet, don't they? Right, sweet. They look so sweet that my wife saw him and said, Babe, why didn't you buy me a pair? Well, I texted her. I said, Well, I didn't because they're fake. These look like Jordan. They say it's Jordan. It came in an authentic Jordan box. But it ain't a Jordan. I'll tell you why in just a minute. I bought this online too. Now, this looks like Jordan. It says it's Jordan. Even the tag, and they didn't pay me to advertise today. I just want you to know they didn't pay me. But even the tag says Jordan extra large. But here's the thing. Unless you know Jordan, unless you know real Jordans, You won't know you're getting fake Jordans. The moment I pulled them out of the box, I knew it was fake. I knew it was fake when I bought them because the question when I bought them said, do you want quality or high quality Jordans? There's no such thing. Amen. Now see what I got on today is real Jordan. Right? And all those... Those look like Jordan. It said they were Jordan. And it came in a Jordan box. It was not Jordan. And this is what happens to most Christians. We've allowed the world to help us define what love is. And we've let it cloud our hearts of what love really is. And this is how, listen, when you have the wrong definition of love, this is how you get hoodwinked in life. This is how single this is how a single man ends up marrying or a single woman ends up marrying Mr. Dum-do, Dumbo. Yeah, you date Mr. Dumbo. Then you end up marrying Mr. Dumbo. Not realize until you get in there. He was Mr. Dumbo. Uh, well, no, same thing with her. She ends up marrying. Uh, he ends up marrying Mrs. Dodo. We've taken the world's way of loving and we've used it as our foundation of love. That's why married people say, well, I I love them, but I don't, I'm not. Come on, y'all done heard it too, huh? I'm not in love with them no more. You know why? Because your definition of love is the wrong definition. Someone say amen to that. Amen. And we've allowed the world's way obtaining our hearts of what love is and so there are three ways and I'm going to put them on the screen uh three ways or three places we can love from as people here's the first one we can love from our feelings and this is when we love people the way we want people to love us now I'm not saying this is bad I'm just giving you a, a point here that one of the ways that we love people is that we love them From our feelings. And this is when we love them the way we want them to love us. This is love based on all the things we did or maybe did not get growing up. It's our idea of love. I was in Barnes & Noble yesterday. And there were about nine categories. Not categories. Nine shelves of romance books. It's what makes us feel love. So that's what we expect others to give us. And because, you know, that's what we use as a definition, then that's what we try to give other people. It's love from the soul. Everybody say love from the soul. It's love from the soul. In fact, this is where the world gets the term soulmate from. And uh, the only problem with your, you know, with that being your soulmate is when your soul changes. Because if they're your soulmate and your soul changes, guess what's going to happen? Your mate's going to change too. Amen. It's love from the soul. Now, here's a take-home statement, and this is so good. This is worth the whole lesson today. This is worth the whole thing. Here we go. You ready? Agape love, God's kind of love, does not come from the soul. It can only come from the spirit. I'm going to say that again. God's love agape love doesn't come from the soul it only comes from the spirit so the first way you and i love or love from is we love from our feelings here's number two is we love from our flesh okay and this is when we love from you know from a different relationship standpoint this is where relational love comes in at in fact we could use the word the greek word philio, which means friendship, kind of love. We can also use the the Greek word Philadelphia, which is the city of brotherly love. Uh, That's also the Greek word in the Greek, which means love. It means brotherly love. So this is where you and I love from our flesh. If, If someone related to us, you know, that's family love. And this is where most people say, you know, blood is thicker than what? Water. And, you know, and in some cases, you know, people pick blood over spirit which is not good because that means you're going to stand up for the person even though you know they're wrong. Hello, somebody. All right, so this type of love, you know, would be called brotherly love in the Bible. And although this is a strong type of love, people often in relationships for whatever reason because fleshly love or relational love is not the strongest bond of love. And this is why we see in the Christian world, Over 50% of people, couples, divorce just like in the world because somewhere our love is not functioning like God's love should be. Say amen to that. Here's number three, and that is loving by faith. This is how we ought to love. And this is love that has has its foundations rooted in God's type of love. This is unconditional, irrevocable, unwavering love that God has for us and that God pours into our hearts so that we can love Him, ourselves, and others that way. This is the love that we get when we got born again. Now... Let me read First Timothy chapter one verse five, which is the second verse that I gave you today here, because I, I want to make a point here about uh, us having real love or fake love. It says, "Now the commandment is charity or love. Watch this now, out of a what kind of heart? A pure heart. So the only way to love with God's kind of love is that we have to do it with a pure heart. Notice he says, "And of a good what? A good conscience." And watch this now, a faith unfeigned. That word unfeigned is the same word hypocrisy that we looked up earlier. In other words, he's saying if we're going to love with God's kind of love out of a pure heart, we have to do it with a good conscience and out of faith that doesn't have hypocrisy. Now, let me read that in the New Living Translation. This is what it says. The purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and genuine faith. In other words, listen, faith is the foundation of our belief system. It says, by grace are you saved through faith. Now, is faith greater than love? No. You can look in Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. It says, for in Jesus Christ, there's neither circumcision, nor uncircumcision that availeth anything. But he says, but faith that works by love. So the only way your faith is going to work is by love. In other words, love energizes your faith. But listen, love without faith won't work either because faith without works is what? Dead. So in order for me to express my love, I must have some faith. I must have some works to go along with that. Amen. So now that leads us to point number two. If you're taking notes, here's point number two. Write it down. You and I, we must recognize before we criticize. I'm talking about now how to operate in God's kind of love. Because most of us, if we're honest, most people are not getting God's love from us. They're getting the kind of love we want them to have. But the way that we show God's love is God's way. So in order to do that, we must recognize before we criticize now. I'm about to show my age and I'm okay with that because I straddle generations. Okay? I do. I straddle generations. I, I'm I'm an ex generation which has uh the what's the what's the generation before that? The uh the baby boomers. I have the baby boomers influence. That's why I know all the old school songs like Al Green, Bobby Blue Bland, the Isley Brothers. I know that, right? But I also understand this 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 generation that's 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 up right now, that's why I can dress the way I do to a certain degree. So to a certain degree, notice I say to a certain degree. But uh we must recognize before we criticize the Williams brothers, which was an old school gospel group. How many of them know the Williams brothers? Oh, really? How many at home know the Williams brother? Let me see your hand. Come on, type in there and say, Pastor, I know who you talking about. Yeah, the Williams brothers was this old school gospel group and they had this song called Sweep Around Your Own Front Door Before You Try to Sweep Around Mine. So... I just want to show my own schoolness, and we're going to just show a little bit of that video, and I'll tell them when to stop. Here's the video from the Williams brothers. Give them a hand clap as they get it together. You know, there are too many people trying to take care of other folks' business, and they can't even take care of their own. But what you need to do is take six months to mind your own business. Uh huh. And six months to leave other folks' business alone. All I'm trying to say is, sweep around your own door, door before door. you try to sweep around. About them behind their backs. Y'all know you do that. You know you're doing that. But if you found out they were doing the same thing to you, you know you wouldn't like that. Well, well, tell me this Who are we to judge what other people do? Take a look at the You'll find some balls to sweep around your own door before you try to sweep around mine. Well, well, well. Come on, you better sweep. Sweep around your own door before you try to sweep around mine. Alright, come on, y'all give them a hand clap for that. Man, you better get a broom and sweep around your own front door, right? That was a cheap video, wasn't it? All they did was bought some brews and got to sweeping. Watch this now. The New Living Translation of Matthew 7 verse 3 says this. And why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own eye? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of the speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Somebody say amen to that. And the only way you and I are going to be able to love people with God's love is for us to recognize before we criticize. So just look at your neighbor and say, you need to recognize before you criticize. Now watch this now. Because we must examine our hearts so that our and our souls, we must examine both of those areas so that we can pur- purify them because y- you have the sa- listen to you something. When you got saved, God gave you a new spirit. But you know what stayed the same? Your soul. That's why you remember all the cuss words that you knew before you got saved. Just remember. How many remember the cuss words? Come on. I didn't say you cuss. Come on. I didn't say you cuss. How many remember, though, the cuss words? Right. Raise your hand right there online. Come on. Give me a hand clap up there. Right. You remember them because your soul did not change. Your soul has to be renewed. Your soul consists of your mind, your will, your thoughts and how you feel. So if I don't change that area of my life, I will be a born again cussing Christian. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. So, so we have to purify our souls and our hearts. First Peter chapter one, verse 22 says this, seeing you have purified your souls, how? In obeying the truth, watch this, through the Spirit. In other words, he's saying, when you obey God's Word by way of the Spirit, you'll be able to purify your soul. Then he says, unto unfeigned, there's that word hypocrisy, unfeigned love of the brethren. And then he says, that you love one another with a what kind of heart? A pure heart. You cannot love with a pure heart. When your heart has junk in it, so what's happening is, we're loving people from our heart that has not been purified. all it has is junk in it. Now, uh, I have an S550 Mercedes, and I think everything I have and everything God's given me to manage, including my family reach a point of being spoiled they wouldn't agree but we all spoiled too so including me my cars are spoiled because they don't have to sit outside they get to sit in the garage but I remember one day I used Shell as a gas so that way let me just help you if you use the same kind of gas at least you can track where the bad gas came from when you living over here, racetrack one day, and QT the other day, and Exxon the next day, you ain't gonna figure it out. So anyway, I used shell. So, I was running out of gas. And, and I know my car, so this is E, right? Which stands for empty, not ebbing. Okay? My car, here's E, here's my needle. And, and I was looking for a shell station! I couldn't find one! But I knew if I didn't find one, I would be on the side of the road calling somebody. So I stopped at this gas station. I'm not going to say which one. And I put some gas in there. And I noticed when I took off, my car seemed like it was coughing. <coughs> I was like, what is that? I kept driving. I had to be somewhere. I drove. And then the next day, my car seemed like. It had pneumonia. It was coughing, sputtering. It wouldn't even hardly stay crank. Why did it even stop? I was like, what is going on? It was so bad. I couldn't drive it. I, I took it to the dealership. I said, hey, something's wrong with my car. They examined it. You know what they said? They said, Mr. Connor, there's nothing wrong with your car. You have bad gas. What was coming, what I put in, can only come, come on, what I put in, could only come out. And so what's happening is most of our hearts are just jacked. You know why? Because it has, it has girlfriend or old girlfriend issues in it. (laughs) It has ex-boyfriend issues in it. Ex-wife, ex-husband ex-cousin we must clean up our insides so that purity gets to the outside in other words now i'm about to say something here we must make sure that how we love is coming from a spiritual place and not from a carnal place say amen to that remember now our take home statement was agape love does not come from the soul it comes from where it comes from the spirit. Galatians 5:22 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love. Colossians chapter 1 verse 7, watch this, it says, as you also learn of Epaphras, our dear uh, uh, fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ. Watch verse 8. Who, this guy, also declared unto us your love, how? In the spirit. You cannot love in your flesh, you cannot love in your feelings, not God's way, Romans 15, 30, watch what it says. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake, for the, and for the love of the spirit, for the love, how? Of the spirit. So you and I, the only way we're gonna purify this, we gotta put, we have to obey that spirit that's on the inside of us. Amen. We must understand that most of the time, our first reactions, I want y'all to hear me now, our first reactions or our first responses are from our flesh. See, I I know you think because you're a spirit being first, that you're going to respond and react from the spirit first. Not necessarily. I'm not saying the spirit can't prompt us. He can I'm saying your initial, you know. Because if, if, if your first response was spirit, you wouldn't be cussing nobody out. See, the problem with a lot of us, the reason why our minds are the way they are, because we've given too many people a piece of it. I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. Keep it, keep it. We need you to function with all of it, right? Right? most of the time our first reaction or responses are from our flesh we must know what god's love is so that we can use it as our filter okay so watch this now this is the new living translation i'm almost finished the new living uh, translation of first corinthians 13 this is the love chapter i'm gonna start from the beginning it says if i could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels but didn't love others I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal if I had the gift of prophecy. And if I understood all mysteries of God's secret plans, I could prophesy till Jesus comes. But if I don't do that, listen, he says, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but I didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything, if I have to, that I have to the poor and even sacrifice my body and could boast about it, Listen, he says, but if I didn't love others, I have gained nothing. Everybody say years ago. Years ago when I, you know, first became a believer, uh, I was in college, got saved when I was 20. And uh, I was a junior in college. And I went to Prairie View. I had transferred. And so back then, lots of people didn't have cars. Okay, I was blessed to have a car since I was in high school. So I had this car and uh, there was this lady named Miss Norris. Older white lady, which was unusual because it was a uh, HB, uh, historical black, what is it, college, what is, what is it, what's the acronym? What is it? Yeah, that. So it was unusual, you know, to have an, an elder white lady to go to school. But Miss Norris, she was part of the Bible study. She was a believer. And so uh, I noticed that Miss Norris stayed off campus. So she would be walking. I mean, she stayed far too. She would walk, you know, back to her place and then walk back. So one day, you know, I said, hey, Ms. Norris, if you ever need a ride, if you need to go get groceries or something, just let me know. And, you know, I'll, I'll come get you. And so, uh, you know, this is, this is before cell phones. So people had your house number. In my case, you had a dorm number because you had a phone number in the dorm. So I was in the bed one day and my roommate, Craig, I don't know if he's watching right now, but the phone rang and it's Ms. Norris. And Ms. Norris says, hey, uh, Craig answered the phone. She was like, hey, is uh, Brother Evan there? I was like, he was like, yeah, he's here. And he said, hold on for a minute. You know, you cover the receiver up. That's how you did it back in the day. There was no mute. No mute. Covered the phone. He says, hey, Evan, uh, Ms., Ms. Norris is on the phone. I said, "What she want? Hey, Ms. Nars. He said, what what do you need? She said, can you ask him to take me to the grocery store? And so he said, hold on for a minute. Covered up the receiver. She want to go to the grocery store. I said, tell I'm coming. He's coming, Ms. Nars. He hangs up the phone. I stay in the bed. And I stay in the bed long enough where he's like, what is going on with him? So he said, "How, Evan? Didn't you tell Miss Nars you was gonna take her to the grocery store?" I say, "I say, yeah." He said, "Well, wh- why are you still in the bed?" I said, "I'm not going till I'm willing." He said, "Listen, you can give to the poor, and you can do that, but if you don't do it with love, if you don't do it from the heart." He says, it's going to profit you nothing. See, I didn't want to take Miss Norris to the grocery store and I help her, but I don't get help or I don't get no credit in heaven because I didn't do it with the right spirit. So I stayed in the bed and I got myself together. Evan, if you didn't have a car, would you want her to take you? Yeah. You got to talk to yourself sometime. So watch what he says. Verse 4, love is patient. Here we go. Love is kind. So when your first reaction is not loving, and if it's not kind, love is not jealous, it's not boastful, it's not rude, it's not demanding, it's not irritable, it keeps no record of wrongs. Come on now. Your baby daddy called you. <laughs> you know it's your weekend. This is you. You know it's your weekend to come get the kids. I know. I'm coming. What time you coming? I'll be there around five. Oh, so like last time you said five and you really came at seven. The love remembers no record of wrong. (laughs) Let me stop reading. I think y'all got the point, right? So how do you, how how do you, how do you not let your first response be the first response? Here's the number. James 119. Here's the principle. And then we're going to close here. Here's the principle. He says, wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to get mad. So here's the first thing. The way to operate in God's love. Here's step number one. Before you react or respond, here we go. Listen to the spirit. Don't just jump out there and say nothing. Just just hold on. Let your spirit talk to you. That's why you need the word in you too. Right? Listen. 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 Listen to the spirit. Number one. Number two. Before you speak, watch this now. Think about what you're about to say. Think about it. Make sure whatever you say is seasoned with salt. Now, listen, I, I know salt burns. In a womb, right? But it also produces taste. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 in the Amplified says this. Let no foul or polluting language, nor evil word, nor unwholesome, worthless talk ever come out of your mouth. But only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others as it is fitting to the need and the occasion that it may be a blessing and give grace, God's favor, to those who hear it. In other words, when it happens, listen to the Spirit. Before you talk, think about what you're going to say before you say it. Make sure it has some salt in it, some seasoning in it. Make sure it's going to bless the person. And then here's number four, number three, be slow to get mad. Now, it's not a sin to get mad. So erase that. The Bible says be angry, but sin not. Okay, so you can get upset, but don't just, don't don't get it where you're throwing pots and pans. Now, you don't went to the next level, right? When you are slow to get mad, when you communicate, go communication to the two-way street, seek to understand while you're communicating to be understood. Don't just try to make your point. While you're trying to make your point, make sure you are trying to understand the other person's position. Now, you may say, well, Pastor Evan, I've been trying to do this all this week. It's been so hard. Well, that's why God has always given us a reward for doing things. So let me say this. Here's my last point, if you want to take notes. Here's point number three. Love never loses. See, this is why loving has an advantage. Because love never loses. Amen. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 8, if you're taking notes, says this. Love never fails in other words love always wins out love never loses love always wins even if it looks like in the natural you are losing god has chalked that up as a win in heaven we got to get rid of the perspective that the world has that good guys finish last. No, 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 no. Good guys finish first in the kingdom because the Bible says love never fails. And when you and I choose to walk in love, you win at the end. It may not look like you winning in the middle. It may not look like you winning at the front. You may not look like you winning even at the back. But I tell you what, if you'll keep on loving, God will make sure he talks that love as a win in heaven. And I would rather win before God any day than to lose or to win in the front of men because, let me say you can win by men and lose by God. Somebody give the whole Lord a hand clap on just that right there. We must let the love of God ooze from our hearts and eventually people will see it. I heard a story about a lady who ended up with a new neighbor next to her. Older lady on the on that was already living there, older lady. And so she saw this younger lady with three kids. She was a single mother move next door. And so the older lady judged the lady. Well how she have all those kids and ain't got no husband and so the older lady didn't like the lady. So at night the older lady would collect all the feces of her dogs because she had quite a bit of dogs and she would sweep up all the dog doo and dump it in the lady's yard the lady would wake up the next morning and see all that doo-doo in her yard so after about a year of doing this the older lady got sick and it was told that she had cancer and she was gonna die so the younger lady went grocery shopping to buy this lady's groceries the lady didn't ask her to do it and she took with her a bouquet of roses 24 long stem roses she took them over to the lady's house and told her I heard you were sick and I just wanted to be a blessing for you here's some groceries and here's some beautiful flowers uh uh out of my garden. And the lady said, oh, these are so beautiful. I know I haven't treated you good. I'm the one that was throwing all that doo-doo in your yard all the, for the whole year. She says, well, I don't know who it was, but what I did do is use that to fertilize my rose garden. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> who won? The one who chose to love. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're watching at home, by your heads right there I know there are some people struggling to love to love God's way see if you're tired right now of loving God's kind of love don't get tired you know what that means you're loving in your own strength through your flesh through your feelings and I hear God telling you today I need you to shift That love from your feelings, from your emotions, from your flesh. And I need you to shift into my love by faith. Father, I thank you for the word. It's landed on good ground. And everyone who's hearing me today, I thank you that it is life-changing to their lives. And I thank you for taking that word and changing it. From a heart that is hard to a heart that loves you. And I thank you that today we're going to commit to loving not only people, but loving ourselves with the love you poured in our hearts in Jesus' name. With every head still bowed, here's my question. If you die today, are you 100% sure you'd go to heaven? Because if you're not 100% sure you'd go to heaven, I want to pray for you. If you're here today or you're here and watching me online.